Welcome to the Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Tonight, we are going to recap the Mariners' victory 10-2 over the New York Yankees. It's a big uh, offensive explosion by the Mariners. Um, we'll talk Teo Hernandez, Brian Wu. What is Brian Wu's future with the Mariners? Um, is he, in fact, a number two starter? Uh, Colton Wong's home run. Big welcomed offensive outburst from both the team and Wong. And the value of the back of a baseball card and what that means to fans, what that means to uh, predicting what a player can do next. So with that, Mariners win 10-2, 11 hits. The game was over by the uh, top of the fourth inning. Mariners lit Diego Hermon up. Hermon went three and a third, eight hits, 10 runs, eight earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Um, Brian Wu got the win, goes to one and one. Five and a third innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, five strikeouts, 93 pitches. He looked absolutely dynamite. Uh, we'll dig into Brian Wu in a, in a few minutes here. But I'd like to start with the offense. Um, Jared Kelnick led off, went 0 for 3, or 0 for 5 with three strikeouts, excuse me. Um, took some fastballs. Looks a little bit confused up at the plate, uh, a little reminiscent of the last couple of years, which makes me a little nervous. But the rest of the offense uh, performed incredibly well. Uh, Julio went one for five, but hit the ball hard, um, looked good. Ty France, one for four with a home run, two runs and an RBI. The real catalyst, however, was Teo Hernandez. Uh, he went three for four, home run, two runs, two RBIs, um, heating up. Uh, he really is carrying the team right now. He offensively, um, this is why we traded for him. This is why the Mariners were willing to give up Eric Swanson, pay Hernandez's salary, uh, and why being patient with a hitter like Teoscar Hernandez is incredibly important. He was why, why the Mariners won this game. He and Brian Wu and, I think the the slander, the frustration with his um, his statistics year to date. He's an example of a player who you really have to look at the back of their baseball card and think about what it is they've accomplished consistently over the past few years. I went back and looked at uh, Teoscar Hernandez in twenty one and in twenty two. And in 21, he hit 296 with a 346 on base percentage and an 870 OPS in 595 plate appearances. He had 32 home runs, 92 runs, 116 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, 6.1% walk rate and a 25% strikeout rate. In 22, he hit 267, 316, 807, so a slight decrease across the board with this triple slash, but he still had 25 home runs, six steals, ran a 6.4% walk rate, which is similar to 21, and a 28.4% K rate. 
And despite the decrease over 2021, he still, he had a 129 WRC plus. This season, his stats are down, obviously, but in over the last 16 games, eight of them, he's had multiple hits. He scored nine runs in the last 16 games, had four home runs, 13 RBIs. He's gone 20 for 67, two doubles, and he's hitting 299. Taylor Hernandez is capable of carrying the offense for long stretches, and we are experiencing one of them right now. Those who were upset with the Mariners offseason, those who even called for the Mariners, if they were to to start to unload pieces, tail being one of them, the only justification is that he's a free agent at the end of the year. Because in my mind, Tailscar Hernandez is not a part of the problem. He's part of the solution. The same could be argued, um, honestly, with Colton Wong. You know, we've talked about whether Wong should be on the team. How patient can you be with him? But the reality is, you know, he's 32 years old. He hit a home run in this game, which is why we're talking about him. It was a solo home run in the top of the second. Um, the pitch that was middle up, it was only 98 miles an hour off the bat. And the XBA was actually 290, but it still counted as a home run. Colton Wong this season is hitting 154, 245 with a 424 OPS in 139 plate appearances. Obviously, that's awful. And he's running an 8.6% walk walk rate and a 23% K rate. But in 22, Colton Wong was a 251, 339, 769 hitter in 497 plate appearances with 15 homers and 17 stolen bases. That was good for a 117 WRC+, which is seven means his runs created were 17% better than league average. That's not based on position, that's overall. In 21... He hit 272, 335, 782. So his on-base percentage and his OPS in 22 and in 21 were very similar. In 492 plate appearances, similar to 22, he had 14 home runs. In 22, he had 15. He had 12 steals in 21. In 22, he had 17. His walk rate was 6.3%. His K rate was 16.9%. And he had WRC plus of 110. So at 32 years old, you can expect a slight decline with Colton Wong. But the reality is his walk rate is very similar to to where it's been the last couple of years. His K rate is up slightly, but it is not beyond the realm of possibility that Colton Wong is actually a plus offensive second baseman for the Seattle Mariners from this point forward. I think his at-bat, his home run is... um not a positive sign necessarily, but it was good to see. He's not a player I would give up on and a player that we would go out, that the Mariners would go out and trade for to play second base may have a little slightly less risk if you're looking at the way he's fallen off this season, but may not have the track record or even the ceiling that Colton Wong does. I would still stay patient with with Colton Wong as long as you're starting to see uh, positive improvements. And as I said, if you're thinking about the back of a baseball card for either Tail or Colton Wong, what you see is two players who are positive contributors to the Mariners offense. And it happened in this game that they both were. Tail Hernandez, again, 
huge shoulders carrying the offense, really a huge part of the solution for the Mariners right now. And Colton Wong could be if he just plays up to the performance that he's demonstrated over the past two years. Um, Getting back to the game, so the Mariners go up 4-0 in the first. Um, Kelnick struck out. Julio singles. Ty France hit by pitch, so two on, one out. Teo Hernandez hits a one-two curveball that was middle-middle to center field for an RBI single. Cal Raleigh, six-pitch at-bat, single up the middle. Bases loaded. Gino comes up, two-run double off of a curveball that was low and away. Good sign from Gino. It was a uh, good hitting. Clearly, he was looking curveball. And then uh, Mike Ford hit a, had a five-pitch sacrifice fly to right field. That was actually a really nice at-bat. So the Mariners go up 4-0. Uh, Brian Wu strikes out two of the three batters he faces in the first. Um, top two, leadoff hitter Colton Wong hits a uh, four-pitch home run to right field. Uh, Kelnick strikes out. Julio ground, grind, or grounds out to shortstop. And then Ty France, two-pitch um, home run. 93 bottom, 93 miles an hour bottom rail. He hit a 109 off the bat, uh, 430 feet to put the Mariners up six nothing. Top three, uh, Cal Raleigh pops out the third. Gino single or Gino uh, walks. Weird play. Mike Ford hits a grounder to third base. Josh Donaldson, Yankees third baseman, bobbles it. He throws to. Uh, Oh, and then a throw back to Domingo Herman at third base, which was behind him. So Eugenio Suarez scores, and Mike Ford goes to third base on the airs. So runner on third, one run in, one out. Um, Jose Caballero uh, hits a sacrifice fly to center field. You know, he's just kind of comes up clutch and does exactly what the Mariners need him in every situation. Mariners now up 8 nothing. After three, um, top four, Ty France uh, chases a uh, 85 mile an hour curveball for a strikeout, but then Teo Hernandez hit a solo home run on a 2 2 count, 110 off the bat, 437 feet to center field, it had a 1,000 expected batting average middle middle fastball. And Cal Raleigh hit a solo home run to right field on a curveball uh, that was 109 6 off the bat, but absolute line drive. Um, just cleared the wall. And that was it. Really, the Mariners are up 10 nothing at that point in time. Obviously, the game was in hand. Chris Flexen gave up two runs in the uh, bottom of the ninth, but the Mariners win 10-2. So, again, Teo Hernandez, Brian Wu were the reasons why the Mariners won. Uh, the signs of positivity from Colton Wong hitting a home run. But... You know, we didn't talk about Brian Wu much yet. He, as I've said in the last last couple of pods, he's become kind of a fantasy baseball darling a bit. Um, and I want to talk about why he's been successful, but also what lessons we can take from Brian Wu and apply to some of the other Mariners pitchers, specifically Bryce Miller. Uh, Wu threw 43% fastballs, um, 40 total. Forcing fastballs at, and he averaged, uh, 95-1 on, on the four seam, which was down slightly over his yearly average. His spin was down 73 RPMs. 
um, which is a, you know, not insignificant amount, but the four seam fastball was still effective. He got eight whiffs on 21 swings. The sinker, interestingly, he threw uh, 37% of the time and he was sitting at 25% coming into the game. Um, the sinker got two whiffs on 17 swings, but was a very effective pitch. And we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, he threw 16% sliders. Uh, yearly average is 21%. Um, but with the slider, interestingly, his uh, velocity was up 1.7 miles an hour. And it's clear that he's trying to, um, the slider was much more, uh, looked much more like a sweeper when he first came up. And I think he's trying to get closer to a traditional slider. Um, I think that will prove to be more effective. It will uh, not be seen as a horizontal breaking, horizontally breaking pitch as early as it was when he was throwing the sweeper. The longer you can make all your pitches look the same, obviously the more effective they will be against the hitter. Um, but what I really do love so a couple things, the slider being harder and having less horizontal movement, I think is a positive. But the bigger thing with Brian Wu is that he's got this forcing fastball that appears to be rising that has incredible shape that he's throwing at 95, right? And so this is an effective pitch against both right and left-handed hitters. It's certainly his all, his best pitch, Um with the type of shape that it has, you could call it a, it's a plus fastball with the potential to be double plus, but the sinker gives him a very different look, right? So the sinker is thrown at a very similar velocity to the four seam fastball, almost identical, but obviously it's moving. Um, it's running. It doesn't have a lot of horizontal movement, but it has a lot, or excuse me, a lot of vertical movement, but it has a lot of horizontal movement. It functions like a, like a two seam fastball, but it's a pitch that he's throwing low in the zone, specifically against left handed hitters, um, that, that runs away from the lefty. And so you've got four seam up, you've got sinker down. And it's very hard to identify those two pitches coming out of the hand. So two pitches at 95 miles an hour coming at you and you can go up or down. So you're changing eye level with those two. And then the slider is his other uh, horizontal moving pitch. And the slider is proving to be very effective against right-handed hitters. So you've got a, the sinker is functioning as a horizontal moving pitch like the slider going in opposite directions, but you're also able to spot vertic- vertical pitches, the four seam and the sinker up and down. So he's able to go up and down. He's able to go left and right. And what differentiates Brian Wu from say Bryce Miller is that that sinker changes the eye level at 95 miles an hour. Whereas Bryce Miller the one pitch he's throwing hard is the is the four seamer, but he doesn't have the same sort of sinker with the same sort of movement, and so pitchers are able to really drill down and con- and focus on one particular pitch as opposed to having to adjust to two pitches at ninety five that are either up and down. So Brian Wu's been awesome. Bryce Miller has also been awesome. I think Bryce Miller's four seamer is probably an even um, a, a half grade higher. Then Brian Wu overall, 
but the fact that Wu is throwing the fastball and the sinker, and he's throwing them both for strikes at 95, and he's able to spot them up and down in in the strike zone, is what is allowing him to be as effective as he is. So I don't know. I think Brian Wu and Bryce Miller are both future high strikeout um, six-inning starters who have the potential to be number twos, you know, certainly number three starters, but even potentially number two at their peak. And so if you have Wu and Miller as number two starters, you have George Kirby, who's potentially kind of toggles between one and two. You've got Luis Castillo, who debatably is either an ace or a number one. And Logan Gilbert, who I think comfortably slots in as a number three. You're talking about five starters for the Mariners at minimum. This is not talking about Robbie Ray or Emerson Hancock or, you know, any of the other potential Mariners starters who you have five starters right now who are number threes and above, um, potentially. I just, I think it's, it's unbelievable the future that the Mariners have just based on their pitching. Um, so excited about Wu. This was a great start. Again, he went five and a third innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Ty Adcock came in again, pitched an inning in two thirds, no hits, no walks, no Ks, no runs. And then Chris Flexen in mop up duty, two innings, three hits, two runs, one walk, two Ks. But really Brian Wu was the story from a Mariners pitching standpoint. Um, Taylor Hernandez was the Mariners story from a hitting standpoint. Uh, so lessons for me going into Baltimore tomorrow are that Mariners have great pitching one through five, super excited about really every pitcher that, that goes to the mound for the Mariners. I think that the Mariners have a great shot with any of those five starters. Not many teams can say that. And while we're waiting for Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez to get hot, Taylor Hernandez is single-handedly putting the offense on his shoulders and saying, come with me. We're going to go. We're going to win as many games as we can. Um, There are good signs. I know there are a lot of naysayers out there, a lot of people that thought that the sky was falling after the first two Mariners losses in New York, but the reality is there's a lot of potential on this team. Um, They do need to wake up a little bit. Uh, I do think a trade for a you know, above average bat to DH would serve this team well and make this team really difficult to face one through nine. But the reality is they're still in the race and won this game against the Yankees and are traveling to Baltimore tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll be back. Not sure if it'll be a preview of the series coming up against Baltimore or if it will be a recap of Friday's night's game. But either way, Mariners looking all right. This was a fun game to watch. Brian Wu is going to be a Mariners starter for at minimum the next six years. And Taylor Hernandez has very, very big shoulders. Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20. And you can find the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. I appreciate the listen. Hope you enjoyed the NBA draft coverage from Ethos Sports as well. Um, Miss the Sonics. Hope they come back soon. Again, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.